0: you are now entering a new paradigm. So here is my issue. I wanted to find the answers to life's biggest questions. Things like, how do I become happy and live with purpose? How do I make more money doing what I love? And what does it mean to be truly successful in all areas of life? What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Think a Different Theory. My name is Josh Forty, and another interview here today. Very excited for this one. As you guys know, when we go and, and do these interviews, we vet the people that we bring on quite a bit. In fact, um, we have a, probably three to five, three to seven people per week hit us up. And be like, hey, you know, like I'm a great fit for your show. Let me on. I've got this story. I get people commenting all the time that I should have them on the show. I've had people offer to pay me to be on the show. And um, one of the things that's really important to me, and you guys know this, I've talked about it a lot, is the quality of the person that we're bringing on. either A, they have to have a really good backstory, be a good storyteller so that you know, you're know you entertained, you're engaged or whatnot. And if you're te- we're teaching something, they need to be credible. And um, it's really important for me to, to do our background and we vet people, make them go through an application process or I've known them for a while and do that. And so whatever, like you guys can rest assured, like knowing that when you come on here, you can trust what it is that you're listening to. And anybody that has like a super controversial opinion or something that's way out there, we had somebody talking about the carnivore diet, right? I'm I'm very very transparent that I don't endorse those things. I'm just there for the educational purpose of uh, of them. So my next guest though is someone who. Um I've known for probably a year, year and a half or so now. Um, we've, he interviewed me in his group. He has a software, which we're actually going to talk about this a lot. Um, and I, I absolutely love it. And the one thing that I noticed about his software is that it's very clean. It's very sharp, very user-friendly. And uh, I'm, I'm all about brand. I'm all about the customer experience. I'm all about how p- things are perceived and things like that. And I think he does a very, very good job with that. And so I'm, uh, I'm really looking forward to, to interviewing him here and uh, getting to dive in a little bit further. And we're going to talk about how he got Russell Brunson to promote him and just all sorts of really cool stuff with this software. Um, so without further ado, let's bring him on here, McKeel. McKeel. Mikhail. Right? Mikhail. gosh. I'm awesome. dear <laughs> yeah. man, welcome to Think Different Theory, man. How, how you been, man?
1: I, I'm fantastic. I'm fantastic. Thank you for having me, man. I'm, I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to have a chat with you.
0: Yeah, man, for sure. So, uh, first off, congratulations on uh, Russell Bronson promoting Funalytics, and and I, I want to say probably more congratulations on building a freaking awesome product, right? Oh, thank uh, you. Uh, because obviously, Russell and, and any big influencer
1: wouldn't promote it unless it was really, really good. So, congratulations, man. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, uh, lots of people like uh, lots of people keep saying thank you or like congratulations, and they're hitting me up. They're they're sending me messages, but. Um, you know, for me, even, even the day that it was live, like, uh, you know, the team and I are just like, it's business as usual. Like we're just, we've got this mission We're we're trying to keep building. And like, I love that everybody loves our tool, but we've got so much more that we want to do. And this is just like a little, a a little thing within this bigger scope of what we're trying to accomplish. So even though, yes, when you take a step back, you're like, yo, Russell Brunson just actually like promoted it but, but like literally put it in his whole funnel and it's like man that's really awesome because i'm like you i grew up like i learned everything from from russell and um so it's huge it's huge from that standpoint but uh yeah it's just business as usual
0: how long have you guys been or uh, by the way for the, for those of you wondering what the heck are we talking about um Mikkel, Runs Funnalytics, um which is uh, what? Well, why don't you tell us what Funnalytics is?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we we started Funnalytics, uh two years ago uh, in January of 2018, and uh, it, it basically it's a it's a mapping tool that allows you to map out your your marketing funnels, and then you can click a button and see how people flow through it. And the the reason I started it was really simple. Uh, if you're watching the video of this, then you can you can see like on my behind me, I have this whiteboard. And as a marketer, what you do is you, you use, you know, boxes and squares and circles and arrows to kind of explain like, this is what's going to happen, right? I got a, an ad it's going to go to a, a page and then people are going to receive emails and you kind of diagram it all out on uh, a, a whiteboard or, or a piece of paper or whatever. And then you're you're kind of stuck looking at like data and, and numbers through charts and graphs and and I'm. I hate that shit. Like, I'd rather bash my head against the wall than to actually try and decipher like what's working, what's not. Like, I just drew this thing. So what I decided to do was: Wouldn't it be really cool if I could have this tool where I could just drag and drop on a canvas on my computer, map out all of my customer journeys and all that good stuff, and then just click a button and like visually see how people are flowing through these things, where the break breakpoints are, and uh, what my conversion rates and not have to look at charts, not have to look at graphs, just get a snapshot of like, how is my funnel performing? Uh, and that's what we built. That's what we built over the last two years. We're continuously building it, adding more features. Uh, but yeah, that's that's been the kind of premise of what Funnelytics was was built around.
0: That's awesome, man. And, and for those people that have been listening to the podcast for a while, you guys know how much I love whiteboards like I mean (laughs) they are my jam I have a an eight foot wide four foot tall double-sided one right here I've got another one um that's probably what three three and a half feet wide three feet tall um so like uh, whiteboards all over the place I love it but I I I, uh I really do I've been using Funnelytics for I don't know ever since we met I kind of go through it. I'm not uh someone that like uses it for everything but it's so helpful to actually be able to go and what I typically do is I'll draw it out on the whiteboard first so I can kind of see everything and then I take that. And I put it in analytics, and I'll be, take it and I'll send it to my team and be like, this is what we need to do, right? Exactly. Like, this is it. like that's absolutely what it is. And then when you added that, I know Russell really likes the tracking feature with all of that. Um, do you know Alex Becker? I do. So like, do you know him, know him? Like, have you used no, his products? No, I don't products? know do you, him, know okay.
1: him. I, I, I know of him and I know his products. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So he's got Hy- Hydro, I think it's called. Hy- Hyros. Yeah, Hyros or whatever. Yeah, that yeah. that's like true true track or something like that. Is there any inspiration there from that, or are there any features that you're like, oh, that's a cool? Because I kind of feel like, well, I'm sure his is very different because this is tracking the entire customer journey, and yours is much, you know, more focused on mapping out the flows of funnels and things like that, rather than maybe the entire customer th- journey. But I feel like there's some similarities there of tracking like where people go and mapping and outlining things and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, I think, I think the main difference um, is, it, you know, Alex has built his tool and, and at least he positions it very much for people who run a lot of paid advertising, right? Yeah. Which is, you know, where am I making my return on my ad spend if I'm running a ton of paid advertising? Because what happens with most paid advertising is something gets lost along the way, right? Somebody, you'll click on an ad from, uh, from Google on your computer, then eventually, you know, three months later, you'll actually buy through your phone or something like that, right? And the ad itself won't attribute that sale because it's been too long and it happened through a slightly different device and so you'll end up turning off that ad thinking that it didn't make you any money, but the reality is it did, right? It is it actually correlated to the right, right. sales. So what what he's built is is a way to kind of connect all of that but really tie it back into the the ads and the the revenue that you're making. Yeah. What I've done is we've built it to allow you to visualize how people move through your customer journey, right? So so see the picture of it. Uh, Our our, uh, tracking platform isn't as in-depth yet as his is in terms of like direct kind of ROI. Mm -hmm. But from a visual standpoint of like, when I can analyze my data, I can see that, okay, here's my real drop-off point. Like here's a problem within my funnel. You can't you can't do that when you're looking at charts and graphs and spreadsheets, right? All you see is I spent this much, I made this much back. When you're looking at a, a spreadsheet on an Excel sheet, that's that's all you kind of get. But like, why? Why did I make this much back? What was it, these three blog posts that you know, when you can visualize it on a canvas or on a whiteboard, you can say, okay, the people who open up these three emails. And also read these three blog posts are 10 times more likely to purchase than the people who don't read blog post number three or something along those lines. And now you can look at and and visualize that as opposed to, you know, just go back from the source to the 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 revenue, right? So, um, take, you know, the, the ultimate product and that's where we're, we're going towards is take his technology of the, the the source and the actual revenue and now put it into a map right now. Now you can see the whole customer journey, but you can attribute your ads. You can attribute your your data. and That's what we're we're working towards.
0: That's super cool. I like that. How did you come up with the idea for this? Because like I feel one of the things I feel like in the entrepreneurship space is we all have a lot of good ideas, right? Everyone's got the million dollar idea. It's all about execution. But um, software is one of those tricky things where there's a lot of upfront cost, right? Because you got to, yeah, you got to front it. So you're either out of your own pocket or there's debt or there's an investor of some sort. But like, in order to really know if people are going to use it, like, yeah, you can do validation and run polls and ask people if there's real problems. But I mean, you've got to have a good product and you're really not going to know if people are going to use it until after it's built. Right. Yeah. So like, how did you come up with the idea of this? And like, what made you pull the trigger to be like, all right, this is what we're doing?
1: Yeah. So it's a good question. Um, I, 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 actually came up, so I started this whole like funnel stuff, uh, back in about 2012, actually. Um, I, I ended up running a Mandarin language school, which is kind of funny cause I, I don't speak Chinese I've never <laughs> been to China in my life, but we ended, I myself and a business partner ended up starting a Mandarin language school, uh, in London, in the UK actually. And, uh, I'm in Toronto. I, I live and you know, I'm, I'm Canadian.
0: Oh yeah. wait, are you? You're from like you're Canadian?
1: I didn't know. Yeah, that. yeah. I was I was born born in Montreal, grew up in Toronto.
0: Are you can? Are you uh quarantined right now?
1: I am quarantined. Yeah. So you're, you're not.
0: You're not going out. Any, is it? Is a sorry. We'll we'll come back to your story. I got to sidetrack here real quick. I just got to ask. Is it crazy up there? Like are people freaking out? It's the same.
1: It's the same shit. Like yeah. people are freaking out. Yeah, yeah. That's, it's it's crazy. Like we just closed our borders with you guys, right? Yeah. We, recently, and uh, yeah, no, everybody's quarantined. Everybody's kind of like it's not. um, you're still allowed to go outside, but like it's frowned upon. Yeah, at it's this stage, yeah. right? It's like social distancing and and all that stuff. Well,
0: dude, in California, and I know this is a a little bit we're we're a little bit ahead of here since this this particular episode is pre recorded, but um, yesterday I think or two days ago, something like that. Um, there's martial law in California. Yeah, and, and uh, there's curfew. It's a misdemeanor yeah. if you go out past curfew. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, what, what the crap? That's you, ridiculous. This,
1: this is the world we're living in right now. This is insane. It's insane. I know. Anyway, sorry. Back to this story there. So yeah, so I mean, I I, I started this. Um, it, I had the idea back in about 2013 when I was uh, I was kind of running this Mandarin language school. I was also doing some side consulting. I was learning about funnels from from Russell Brunson. I I learned about Russell Brunson back in like early 2012, late 2011, when he was still running like a, an offer called .com Secrets X and and all that stuff. He was still doing his like daily sketches on yeah that YouTube. was like forever that was a long time ago and um i started consulting people on funnels and i started consulting people on this stuff and i kept whiteboarding stuff out and and the idea i wrote actually in a notebook i don't have it here it's in my it's at my office but i wrote in a notebook um project game changer and, and then like it was a headline and i was like map track and analyze funnels like that was back in 2013. That was the original kind of seed idea. But I, I kind of left that aside for, for a really long time. And then I ran an agency, uh, my own funnel agency from uh, 2015 to uh, 2018, basically. And while I was running my agency, taking on clients, I was like, man, I really wish I had this tool right now. Like I, I, Like I just want this thing. And it got to the point where my agency was doing pretty well. We were profitable. We were making pretty good money. So I decided to start investing some of those profits into developing a prototype really for myself. Like I, I I really had no idea. Uh, but in order for me to bootstrap it properly and in in order for me to prove the concept, um, I did something that, uh, I guess most SaaS companies don't, most software companies don't do so. You know, Funnelytics uh, has kind of two levels to it. it. It's the the mapping tool itself, which is free, and then the analytics stuff so you can see the data on top of your, your funnel map. So when I originally launched it, um, I started off with the mapping tool, which was free. And I decided, yeah. okay, you remember that? Yeah, that was, yeah, I remember. Yeah. That's kind of when we first uh, started chatting. So I started off with this free mapping tool. Uh, and for about two months, all I did was run Facebook ads. I spent a total of like, I think it was just under $10,000, like $9,000, again, kind of taking some money from, from my agency. And I just promoted this free mapping tool, uh, for Facebook ad to this free mapping tool. And then what I did is I I brought every one of those people into a Facebook group. I moved them all into a Facebook group. Uh, and by within about two months or so, I had 6,000 people who signed up to this mapping tool, spent about 10 grand, 6,000 people signed up to this mapping tool and about 3,000 of those people went into this Facebook group. And for the course of those 2 months, I was kind of I was giving them value, I was I was telling them about my journey, sharing uh, you know lessons about funnels and all that stuff, but I was also giving them sneak peeks of this analytics tool. And I knew that our analytics tool was not ready at all. Like it was, it was pure prototype. Like it yeah. wasn't, it wasn't going to work for a long time. And um, instead of going and saying to people, "All right, uh, let me just kind of you can try it for free, or or let me get a few user groups for free, or even like try to sell a typical SaaS model on a monthly basis," because I knew people would just churn after a few months because it wasn't ready. Right. I said, all right, let me sell these people a lifetime license to this tool. Let me sell it for 500 US and basically buy my lifetime value upfront, right? I know that these people won't stick for much more than six months. So let's assume the tool is hundred bucks a month. Uh, They're not gonna stick. So let me just buy, let me just tell them they can get lifetime access for it, but they have to pay me upfront now. I thought that I would get... um, maybe a hundred people, maybe like that was my goal. Uh, and I, I gave myself about a week. I was going to do a promo for about a week to try to get as many people. And I was like, yeah, maybe I'll get a hundred people. I got 305 people to wow. sign up in 48 hours. Wow. Was, yeah. We made $200,000 and, uh, instantly just like that. And I was like, I guess people want this thing. Right.
0: So How did started. you, so, okay. So I think one of the big issues that entrepreneurs have, is like mm, making decisions and following through with them, right? Yeah. It's like, wh- how do I choose, right? Like, what am I gonna choose to do? Like, yeah. how, did you, how did you decide, yeah, let's, let's go buy, let's go buy the lifetime up front, right? Like, how, how do you decide like, okay, yeah, this is what we're gonna do, this is what we're gonna do here because how old are you?
1: 33.
0: 33, and, and how, how big's your platform, pl- how many users you got on Polynix? Uh-
1: 110,000
0: people, 110,000 people. Right. So like you, you have to make decisions. And I would assume that you were not qualified when you started this. I've right? no, never written like, a line of code in my life. Right. So you, you're like, Hey, I'm going to go start a software company. And then you go out and find a coder and then you've put, you know, put your own money behind it. And then you go and you're like, Hey, let's see if we can do a beta round. Let's try to make 50 grand. And we make 200, you know, you make 200 grand, right? Like, so you just go and you just kind of see that Talk to me about the mindset behind that, because I think like, someone like you and I, we're not afraid to take risks. At least I'm yeah. not, and I don't think you are either, right? Based on that, you'd have to not be, because you built this, right? Yeah. Or maybe not afraid might not be the right word. We're just not worried about the consequences. We're, we're taking calculated risks. We're willing to take the risk. Correct. Why, are, why? Why is that? Like What goes through your head to make you decide, this is a good idea?
1: Um. You know, it's not so much that I think it's a good idea, as much as it is like I knew funnel was a good idea for me, right? I knew that it's something I wanted for that particular purpose. Uh, so in that particular example, I thought it was a good idea, but I didn't. I didn't know if anybody else thought that this was a good idea. Like I had, I had no clue. But you know, as I we started promoting the kind of mapping tool. Um, and as I started kind of sharing little sneak peeks of like the analytics, right. Through videos and seeing the engagement that people were, were had, um, made me kind of realize, okay, maybe, maybe there is something here now in terms of pricing, in terms of like doing it up front, uh, you know, for me, I was just like, I really don't want a small number of, of like, I, I, I need money if I want to do this. Right. Like if I want to stop my agency, I need, I need to bring in some actual cash and I need people yeah. to buy in properly like I need people to actually say all right I'm committed to the to trying this thing um and I know that like 29 bucks a month is you know for most people it's like oh yeah okay here you go 29 bucks a month but it doesn't mean I'm gonna do it or use it or you know yeah most that's the big you thing yeah right so I was like okay at least 500 bucks is something that is going to get people to commit right and they'll they'll buy in The lifetime value is, in itself, like, I knew in the long run I was losing money, right? Like, I knew I was, like, you know, this tool should probably, at at some stage, be, like, close to 500 bucks a month, not $500 forever. For a lifetime. For a lifetime. So, you know, it was just, like you say, a calculated risk. Like, I don't – I'm not the type of person who cares if shit doesn't work. Like, failure is not real – at the end of the day, failure is just when you decide to stop pushing and like you've got to decide also like you've got to be smart enough to say, all right, well, I'm this thing is not working, so therefore I'm going to stop pushing something that isn't actually going to ever work yeah. and understand that. But if you don't push, then how do you know? Right? Yeah, like, I,
0: feel, I feel like people just they haven't made the, de- the decision that this is actually what they're going to do. A lot yeah of times, so right
1: this this is a good this is a um this is a good uh i, I had a very interesting conversation um with a guy uh, a, a little this is probably back in two thousand and I, i'm gonna say two thousand and eleven something like that very beginning two thousand and eleven maybe two thousand and ten I had a conversation with somebody that really changed how i i see this and and how how I think about this so I just graduated university uh, as an engineer uh, and I hated it I like am not a computer engineer uh, just civil engineering like bridges and that kind of stuff and you know you go to university as a 17 year old kid and you're like how the fuck am I supposed to know <laughs> what the hell I'm, I want to do with the rest of my life like and now I got to choose a degree and like spend four years only studying that thing and like I didn't know I you know I was just like I I like I used to like building Legos as a kid, so maybe I'll build bridges, like I don't know. right so i went I went and I studied engineering, and like halfway through, I knew I didn't want to do it. Um, but I whatever. I stuck with it. i I, I graduated, and then I, I spent six months um working as an engineer. And I fucking hated my life. like I, <laughs> I it was the worst, man. i I just I knew I didn't want to do this. I was like, where's the future? What am I gonna do? And at the time I I had a roommate, uh, and and he was working for an advertising agency and the founder of the advertising, they were doing okay. Like a a pretty decent sized advertising agency, probably doing about 10 million a year or so at the time for me, that was like astronomical
0: amounts of money. Yeah. yeah, It's like
1: $10 million a year. Like what, you know? And, and I was starting to think about like, you know, online business. I was starting to think, you know, I had started diving into the world of making money online. And, uh, and that's a story for, you know, we can dive into how I got into that world later, but I, I got a chance to sit down with him and I asked him a question. I said, how did you know that advertising was your passion? How did hmm. you know that you wanted to start an advertising business? Cause like, I know I don't want to be an engineer, right? think I want to be an entrepreneur and I build my own thing, but like, I don't know what I want to build. Like I, I, there's nothing I'm sitting here that I'm super passionate about that I I really want to look at. Yeah. And he said, don't get it wrong. Mikel. advertising is not my passion. Then he went on and he actually explained to me that there are really four things that drive him every single day. And I was like, okay, this, uh, what do you mean? He's like, Okay, the first thing that I really love is I love being surrounded by creative people who are smarter than me, right? That fulfills me every day. If I can get into a room and I'm surrounded by creative people who are smarter than me, I get excited, I get fulfilled. The second thing is I love working on new and dynamic projects that change all of the time, right? I love being able to do that. That fulfills me. That gets me excited every single day. I love to strategize with my team and turn ideas into reality. So as long as I can be strategic and I can ideate things and I can see them become reality, that fulfills me. That gets me excited. And the fourth thing is I love leading a team and getting the most out of people, motivating them, getting the most out of them. It just so happens that advertising fulfills these four things. But there's a lot of other things that I could have done Interesting. Yeah. that fulfill the, these four things. right? And as soon as he said that to me, I was like, Mm, I see. So what you're saying is that passion is bullshit. At the end of the day, having that one thing is bullshit. What what it is, is passion is truly composed of four things that fulfill you that you end up doing. So for example, if, if you're passionate about basketball, you're not really passionate about basketball, you're passionate about being active. You're probably passionate about camaraderie and, and having you know being with a band of, of brothers and stuff like that. You're probably passionate about you know I don't know whatever else like the other. I was kind along of with basketball, things, yeah, right. It, it basketball is is the vehicle that fulfills these four boxes for you. So I went home that day, and I sat down and I was I took out uh, that same notebook actually, um, but I, I I wrote down like okay. I took it literally like he, when he said these four things, I took it literally. I was like, okay, what are my four things? What are my four core pillars? And I wrote down, learn, build, advise, and invest. Hmm. And I started think, saying, okay, if I can learn something new every day, I, like it fulfills me, even if I don't make money, like it doesn't, none of that matters. It, whenever I pick up this book, you know, dot .com secrets or, or any of these books and I get a new idea. like it stimulates me it gets me excited it fulfills me right same thing with building and maybe that's Mm -hmm. why i went into engineering is because like turning a random idea on a whiteboard and then seeing it live like going through the steps and like boom this thing is actually real that gets me super excited it it fulfills me
0: sam ovens is that way a lot too he talks about that how his favorite thing in the
1: world is just building things exactly yeah And, Mm -hmm. and like consulting.com is not Sam Ovens's passion right. per se right like uh teaching people how to start an online business is not so much his passion as as his building things and then yeah. whatever other boxes probably teaching is one of his or or whatever it may be right mentoring yeah. so my third one is is advice like if i can have these kinds of conversations right and and it sounds like you also love kind of putting out content and love you know influencing or or um getting people to that aha moment. Right. And, and that kind of seems like it fulfills you, but that's something that fulfills me. It gets me super pumped up. Right. And then the the fourth thing, uh, really comes down to investing my time, investing my energy, investing even my money, like going all in into something. Right. And, and like, I'm not a gambler, but like just betting my time, my energy, my effort, my, my money into something ends up fulfilling.
0: I, I like that breakdown a lot. And I really like how you explain with the, the vehicle, like it is a vehicle that allows you to do something. And I think what you talked about here, what Sam Ovens and mentioning that, like it really goes and, and I mean, I'm sure Steve Jobs was the same way, right? I'm sure he wasn't like, yeah, I'm super passionate about building phones, right? But yeah, at the exactly. end of the day, he built this thing and the passion that he had for, for building things, the passion that you had for learning and building and advising and things like that leads you... Because now you actually have this thing that you can do that on, and exactly. I think that, and, and that's what uh, for me with the podcast with Think different theory, that's exactly what I, I. So I, I love learning. That's like my favorite thing to do in the world. If I could literally just sit around and like learn and be a philosopher all day. That'd be so lit, right? Yeah, be like my favorite thing. I also really, really love teaching right? Yep. That's probably my, you know, my second thing there. And
1: then, uh, really, I mean, those two are probably my things. And then, but the third thing for me is two more. It's it's four actually. So one of the things I've realized is I tried to do it with three. I tried to do it with five, five's too many and three's too little. Cause here's what happens. Um, a lot of times people lose a sense of fulfillment in their life and they, they wonder why. So I have a, a buddy who, who was working this corporate job and, um, he, he was you know in, in this tri- traditional whatever job and, and he, he was pretty happy like overall with his, what he was doing. And then I asked him this exercise. I said, L- off the top of your head right now, from your gut, tell me what are your four core things that get you pumped up? And then one of them was adventure for him, like huh. being able to be outdoors. He grew up in the country. He, he loves being outdoors, doing that stuff. And we live in Toronto in like a big city. And, and I asked him, when was the last time you ever, you did like the other three, he was fulfilling all the time, but I was like, when was the last time you did anything that fulfilled that adventure box? He's like, fuck man, probably like six months ago. I was like, that's why you're miserable. That's huh. why right now you're not feeling fulfilled. It's because you're, you've forgotten that adventure is something that fulfills you and you're not fulfilling that box. Right?
0: Yeah. So I'd say learning, teaching, yeah. um, building relationships, I would okay. say. It would be three. And then fourth one would be probably, I don't know if this counts or not, or if this is, I don't know if there's a right or a wrong, but I like, like, I like getting famous. Like I like okay. knowing who I am. Like, yeah. I like, ex- so I like influence? Yeah, being influence. able to influence. Yeah, I'd say probably those four, learn, teach, build relationships, like relationships and influence. Yeah, I'd say that.
1: And, and, and does, does this podcast feel like work to you? No, no, that's why I do it. But you see how all of a sudden this podcast, not only are you learning from all of your guests, that are in this, on this podcast, you're teaching your audience, you're also creating your influence and building a bigger network for yourself, and you're creating relationships with the people who come onto your podcast, which is why it doesn't feel like work. right? Even if you didn't get paid, you would still do this because it fulfills you.
0: Exactly, exactly, and that's why, and and that's why going back to what I said earlier about um, people just have to, like they haven't decided that this is what they were gonna do, right? Like if you make a mental decision that I'm gonna go build X, that's fundamentally different than saying, hey, I'm gonna go try to start an agency and make some money online. Like that's Correct. like that's totally different. I committed, I was like, come hell or high water, whether I go broke or not, like I'm gonna go build think different theories. So if downloads are down or we're having a hard time doing something, it's not like, oh, this isn't working or it sucks. It's just like, oh, well, no, okay, well, this isn't working. Let's adjust and change to figure out how we have to ultimately get there. And it's driven by those four things. And I think there's an underlying factor of I really like helping people. And I think that the teaching part of that and the relationship side of things kind of filters in through just absolutely
1: h- helping people as a, as a general rule. Um, huh? That's super interesting. I really like that breakdown. Yeah. I think, I think most people forget and I, I this conversation, you know, literally changed my life. Right. And, and, it made me realize that now whenever I look at things like I literally will take my, my whiteboard and I'll, I'll write these four boxes. So in your case, you'd have literally a quadrant here and you have uh influence, learn, teach and relationships. And then when you start thinking about new projects that you can take on or, or whatever new opportunities arise, now you sit there and you say, as long as they stay, right? Because over time, you'll start to realize, like, for example, for me, building is not has evolved. It's changed. It's no longer building for me. But you sit there and you say, am I going to build my relationships if I do this thing? Am I going to teach? Am I going to, which box is it going to fulfill for me? And then you, the passion, the thing that drives passion, the one thing is that thing that fulfills all four boxes. But you, your goal is not to find that one thing. Your goal is to keep fulfilling your boxes because you could wake up every day and let's say you doing a podcast didn't build relationships, let's just assume, right? Or it does, but let's assume it didn't. You could just go every single day and and create other ways to fulfill that box. And you'd still feel like your day has been fulfilled, Yeah. right? You, you've had a, a lot of thing, you know, a lot of fun. So yeah, that's how I look at things, man. It, it, it's changed my course of, uh, evaluating opportunities. It's changed my course of, you know, trying to search for something as long as it fulfills me or fulfills one of these boxes, then I just say, yes, I'm going to do it.
0: So learn, build, what was the third one?
1: For me, it was a learn, build, advise, advise and invest. Invest. that's when I was, uh, that was when I was a little bit, um, that's when I first started, learn has actually changed. Uh, the word learn has changed to, uh, evolve. So hmm. the reason I, it, the word is, is very important, right? Cause learn is, is internal. Like I'm taking this book, I'm learning, right. And, and it's coming to me. Evolution is growth. It's, it's me transforming from being a marketer to a CEO in my company, right? Evolving yeah my mindset evolving. So part of evolving is learning, right? And, and going to masterminds and all that stuff. But that's where it's changed. Same thing with build for me has a to the word architect. I don't, I don't like building anymore. I don't enjoy tinkering with things. I like architecting like an architect. What does an architect do? They, they, they draw what the building's going to look like, but then the engineer goes and builds it, Right. I don't like being that engineer anymore. I I used to. It used to fulfill me. Now I like being the architect. I like sitting back and and designing. What is this thing gonna really be? And then having other people come in and and build the pieces.
0: Yeah, and I think it's one thing that's important for people to understand is what you said right there. Is like you are gonna evolve, right? Yeah. Like even even those four things are gonna evolve. Absolutely. Um, because I, I think a lot of people f- think, and and I still struggle with this to a certain extent with you know, trying to figure out branding and, you know, everything like that. I talk to my coach about this a lot. It's like, what if I change my mind? (laughs) You know what I mean? And there's that fear that if you pick something, it's like, you can never change. And when you like realize and just like understand that, like you're going to grow, you're going to change. You should change and you should grow and do that. I think that changes the game
1: for a lot of people when they realize that. You should, you should. And as long as it keeps like, and forget like branding, like, man, I, The amount of courses that I've named so many, like to the point where people are like, Mikkel, what the fuck are you selling again? Like you, 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 last week it was this, it was called Ignite Funnel. And now this one's called Ignite Agency. And it's like, why are you using the same, you know, like the amount of times that that has happened is just like, oh fuck. But at the core though, it always comes back to, look, Josh, are you, are you creating influence? Are you influencing the world? Are you learning? Are you teaching people? And are you building relationships? At the core, if you fulfill those things, if you keep stay true to yourself, then it doesn't really matter what you do as long as it keeps fulfilling those things. Cause you're now going to do them at the best of your abilities and keep pushing because they fulfill you. They get yeah. you excited, right? Which is why I think different theory is, is growing and why you're you're able to get these awesome people on the on the show and because it fulfills you. You just want to keep doing it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm interested, how did you how do you learn this stuff? Because like, question. Uh, Like, there's a lot of people in the world. Yeah. And one of the things that I get accused of a lot is being insensitive or not looking at the full picture because not everybody has the same opportunities as you, Josh. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm the one that like literally lived on my buddy's couch for three months and, you know, boom could barely make ends meet. And I was driving, you know, working two jobs and driving for Uber at night to make ends meet to, to figure out how to get here. But I think like, there's a lot, you're 33. You said there's a lot of 33 year olds An overwhelming majority of the 33 year olds in the world do not have an understanding like you, like you do. Right. Yeah. So how did, what advice would you give to someone that, you know, when they're 12 or 15 or 18 or 23 or 40 or like, what? how did How do you ensure that you're going to continue to get smarter? How are you going to ensure that you're going to learn how to do these things? Because I think that one of the things that like you and I, we're smart, like we're smart people, but I, I believe that smart is a learned trait. I mean, I think some people are born with natural talents, right? Some people are just like, not everybody's Elon Musk, right? But like, but like for the most part, being smart is a learned trait, but I don't think people know that, or I don't think people even know how to learn. So like, how did you learn how to learn or where would you, how would you advise people to go and do that?
1: Um, I think, I think it comes down to number one, listen to this, listen to think different theory. Like that's why this exists, right? That's why you created this. That's why you named it. Think different theory, right? Like at the end of the day, um, it's about consuming content that help that stimulates you, that gets you excited, right? Like I'll be the first to admit. I enjoy sitting on the couch and watching Netflix. Like there's no doubt, but I also. Have all of these books right here, and like I, I enjoy reading things that stimulate me. That's why I learn is one of my 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 pillars. Yeah. Um, and, and the reality is, man, you can't you you can't teach something or you can't help somebody who doesn't want to be helped, right? You can't. Yeah. Like. If those people who sit there well and, and blame and say like look Josh like not everybody's had the same you know, Circumstances that you've had or you're you know, you have all these things. This is my situation Those people are giving excuses at the end of the day. And I wish I had it here. It's it's it might be here. Oh, yeah, it is here um, as one of my uh, good coaches tells me <laughs> But well, your excuses, like yeah. at the end of the day, that's some Ryan Steuben, right? There. That's some Ryan Steuben <laughs> stuff, right? And and like, uh, Ryan's a good, uh, a good buddy of mine. He's, he's, uh, one of yeah, my mentors.
0: We, we had him on the show.
1: Uh, he's awesome, man. He's, he's awesome. He's a good dude. Um, but it's true. Like, you know, uh, some people just don't want, some people want to live their nine to five and they, they want to kind of complain. And that's, you know, the, that's them. That's just the. And like, fuck them. Like, that's, that's, that's it. And the people who do want to learn and want to evolve, what they're going to do is this. They're going to sit down and listen to this podcast. They're going to yeah. sit down and, and watch Gary Vaynerchuk videos or Russell Brunson videos or whatever it may be. Because just like you started with nothing. How did you, you, have, you evolve?
0: Yeah, you, have to, you literally have to brainwash yourself.
1: Yeah, right? you like,
0: like you have to, I love, I don't think people realize that they can rewire their mind. I don't right. think, like, I really don't think people understand that concept. Like when I wanted to go, when I, when I was at my low points and I was trying to figure things out, like the only things I read were books like Psycho-Cybernetics, were books like Influence and The Power of Psychology and like uh, Joe Dispenza books. And like, I literally didn't let myself consume anything else. Right. For, for a period of time in my life. And don't get me wrong, I watch, you know, Netflix as well, especially at night, right? Got the office on or Brooklyn Nine-Nine sure. or something like that. You know what I mean? But like, not before I went and literally indoctrinated my brainwashed myself into understanding and believing that there was a different way. And do you know Myron Golden? Yep. Okay. Myron, he, he gives one of the most powerful talks about belief, right? And uh, I call it identity. It's the same concept, which yeah, identity is basically what you believe about yourself. But like, If you don't believe something is possible, if you fundamentally at the core of what you do, like don't believe it, it's really, really hard for you to go out there and start to act upon that or try to have success with it. Because if you don't believe it's possible for you, then you're not going to act accordingly. But when you brainwash yourself and you don't allow yourself to consume anything that would hinder you from achieving your goal something crazy starts to happen in your mind i feel like and it's like you start to have this shift that says okay i've seen it enough times now i can start connecting the dots and connecting the pieces now i believe it's possible to happen and when you do that then amazing things can start to happen because your brain actually believes that it can be
1: done so it's funny um i I think you know i was lucky that uh my my dad definitely brainwashed me as a as a kid and Uh, he, he taught me that there's literally, if you want to achieve anything in life, anything, there's three things that you have to do only three things. The very first thing is you have to have a very, very clear vision of what that thing that you want to achieve is. It's gotta be, it's gotta be very clear. So for example, uh, you know, my dad is from West Africa. Uh, he became the very first black like skin colored black man to be a senior vice president of a major bank in Canada. First one in, nice. in across all of Canada of the Royal bank of Canada. And that was his clear vision, right? He had that clear vision that I'm going to be the first like vice president of a blank of the bank. Who's actually not a white person. Right. Right. And the second thing that you have to do is what you just said, which is, I, you have to believe that vision with conviction, like that there is nothing that is going to stop me because I believe that I can make that thing happen. The minute you have doubt that that vision can be a re- reality is when you, you sit set back, right? Is when yeah. you, you find all of these roadblocks, the minute you believe it doesn't matter what roadblock is in your way, you're going to find a way to keep going towards that vision. Yeah. And then the third thing is you have to take action. Because who cares if you believe? Who cares if you have a vision? But if you're just gonna sit here and your vision is here, and you're just gonna sit there and believe that it's gonna become a reality one day, but you don't take action, then who gives a shit? Right? Yeah. Nothing and you don't move forward. So you've got to take action towards that thing. What happens is your plan doesn't work, right? The way that you thought that you would achieve that vision, the time frame that you thought you would achieve that vision. How you thought it would happen never ends up happening the way that Ever. you planned it. Yeah, but because you you had that vision, you never steered away from that vision. Even if you're deviating, even if you're moving towards this path here, and the people who are listening and uh, can't hear me, like imagine you're, you're you're pointing up straight ahead of you. You're you're moving towards your left, but your eyes are always back straight, a, you know, straight ahead. You're eventually going to start veering back towards that thing, even yeah. if the, you get deviated from that path. Right. Yeah. It, but you have to take action and you have to believe those exactly. are the only three things that matter. If you can keep those things in mind, th- anything is possible.
0: Well, and I think it's important that you, that you clarified or that you, you said, like, it's not going to look like what you thought it was going to look like. No, right? the path is. And I mean, I, I kind of do want to transition a little bit into talking about how you how you ended up working with Russell, because I'm you know fascinated by that. But but like, I, I highly doubt you were like, yes. I am going to have Russell Brunson promote my product on the back of his Traffic Secrets launch. And that's what it's going to, you know, like that, which is phenomenal, but I highly doubt, and correct me if I'm wrong here, like, I don't think you envisioned that as you were going and building Funalytics, or did you?
1: No, I mean, I I don't think Russell knew that he was writing Traffic Secrets when when I right. started Funalytics. Right. So, no, um, you know what, though? I 100% believed that I would partner with Russell Brunson. There you go,
0: there it at is. At some point.
1: Right. I when I first started Phonolytics, I named it Funalytics because I knew that, like, yo, like, I've got an opportunity. If I like, I named it Funalytics because yes, it makes sense in terms of what the software is, but also because I believe that one day Russell Brunson would partner with me, and like, I just started taking action towards that thing. Right. And I started moving towards that thing. Did I think it was going to happen in two years or or like a year? I don't know. I didn't like, you know what I did in order for me to make this a reality, I not only like used the terms that he uses like funnel hacking. So we, we actually went and funnel hacked and remapped out a bunch of people's funnels inside of Funnelytics. We We funnel hacked them. Then what we did is we actually created the click funnel templates of those funnels because I just decided to take action towards eventually, one day, partnering with ClickFunnels, right? I didn't know how it was gonna happen, but I knew that it was gonna happen, I fully believed it, and I just took action towards it. Uh, Did it happen the way I thought it was? Fuck no, like I had no idea. Dave Woodward called me up one day. I was gonna just say, how did it happen? Yeah, so, um, you know, Dave Woodward and I had had uh, a few chats, Um, you know, a lot of the ClickFunnels coaches, uh, we're using Funnelytics to, um, I think at the time, I don't know if they still have it anymore, but they used to have a program called Clickstart. And that program um, uh, helped you figure out what is the funnel that you're going to build. And then you just go and build it inside of ClickFunnels. And all of their coaches would sign up to Funnelytics and map out their clients' funnels inside of Funnelytics. We had 700 funnels built or designed in Funnelytics just from ClickFunnels. Wow. Clickstart students. And or not even the coaches who were st- teaching. So uh, I guess, you know, eventually, Dave, um, you know, w- some of the coaches became part of our funnelytics community. They started talking to Dave about Funnellytics and all that stuff. Uh, then about six months, maybe, maybe the first time I spoke to Dave was about a year ago. Um, and we just started jamming out. And he's just like, man, this Funnellytics thing, like people uh, seem to love it, like the tool itself and yeah. our coaches love it. Uh, you know, what are you, what are you doing with it? And you know, what are your plans, et cetera. Um, then that kind of, we, we stopped talking for a little bit. I kept working on my stuff. He kept, you know, they kept doing their thing. Uh, and then literally a month ago, literally, like literally a month before the launch of traffic secrets, wow. Dave calls me up. He's like, yo, Mikel, um, we think that your funnellytics offer uh is perfect for this book and we really love the tool and and we really want to put it on the back end of this and i was like yeah let's do uh, yeah, like, hey, so yeah, yeah. it and he's like we're launching on March 17th and i'm like uh you know it's February 20th right now <laughs> like it's <laughs> like fuck like, that, that's uh, that's ClickFunnels <laughs> though for you right yeah, yeah. like holy cow yeah they didn't even send me the the video or anything like uh, until until literally the day <laughs> I went through the funnel. I was like, oh, okay. So that's uh, how it looks. So then so that's that's how it kind of panned out. Like it was just the conversation nurtured and we built a relationship. We we ended up sending text messages back and forth. And um sure. and then when the time was right and they had an offer that they wanted to put this with it behind, uh, yeah. It happened. Shout but, out Dave Woodward for being the yeah, absolute man. Dave Woodward's awesome, man. He's a he's a he's a G. I like him.
0: Yeah, he's a he's a good dude. Um, we had him on the podcast in season one too. He I think he was one of our top five. For sure top ten interviews, but I think top five. To, um, yeah, I love Dan. I mean, or Dave. Dave, he's, yeah, he's yeah, a good Dave, dude. Dave, Dave. So awesome, dude. Well, dude, this has been some really, really good information. What what would you say has been like your biggest uh your biggest failure or your biggest setback along the way um with this whole journey of entrepreneurship, whether it's funnel analytics related or not?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. Um you know, uh, that word that I use now that fulfills me also drives me crazy, which is evolution. Like, it's easy to stay in your comfort zone. It's, it's easy. so easy to stay in your comfort zone. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Sorry. I just need to yeah. go off,
0: off on a little tangent here, guys. Guys, your comfort zone will freaking kill you. It, it will, will It will kill all growth. It will kill all opportunity it will it will brain it will brainwash you to believe that you don't actually need to go out there and do it and i will say there's a time in my life where the i did not produce i did not expand i did not grow because i was so comfortable exactly where i was at because i can make twenty thousand dollars a month working three hours a day watching netflix for eight hours a day and why would i move why would i
1: change You're, you've got to kill the comfort zone all right sorry
0: continue I just no
1: no to- totally i and and the thing is, um, for me, what, that's been the biggest thing, right? It's, it's not, it, it's just evolving as a person, as, a, as an entrepreneur, right? Evolving from the uh, marketer mindset to a CEO mindset, thinking about things that you don't normally think about when you're just, you're, you're just thinking about marketing, right? Marketing, like building funnels and sending traffic and, and getting your message out there, building all, like that's marketing centric stuff. When, when you're growing and you have a multi-million dollar business and you have a full team, you, you can't stay there because it hinders the growth of your business. But the problem is taking that leap towards being a CEO, meaning it's, it's thinking about leadership, thinking about team, thinking about operations, thinking about all of the other aspects of business and evolving and staying in that box, even though your comfort box is over here, it's hard. It's hard to make that leap and it takes time. Right. Uh, And then you got to figure out who do I trust enough to take over that thing that I'm so comfortable in that I know I can do almost better than anyone in the world. It's like, who do I trust enough? Because I need to evolve over here. Right. And, um, for me, it's just, it's always evolution, but with evolution comes, you know, massive growth and, and you, you get to that next level. But like, one of the things that I've learned about um, is there there is no such thing as a world where you don't have any problems. Like you know, yeah. Biggie Biggie said it right: more money, more problems. At more the end money, of the day, more problems. At the end of the day, like if you're making a hundred bucks, uh, you know, a, a day, you're gonna have a hundred dollar a day problems. You know, you're if you're making. Uh, if you're making a, a hundred grand a month, you're you're gonna have a hundred thousand dollar a month problems. If you're making a million dollars a month, you're gonna have a million dollar a month problems. If you're Mark Zuckerberg or Jeff Bezos making billions and billions and billions of dollars, guess what? You're gonna have a billion dollar problems, which includes the government calling you, includes you having to show up in front of the SEC and, and doing all this shit, right? So like, it doesn't stop. Just yeah. keep that in mind. Like you just evolve and you get better, and it's about keeping keep rising, keep getting to that next level. Right. And that's, um, that's the scary part, but that's also the exciting part.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think that's really important to understand that as you grow, like a lot of people want to be a millionaire, have a million dollar business, like whatever, like you, you absolutely have to evolve with it. Like you, you yeah. yourself have to de- like develop into the person and evolve into the person that can handle those type of things. Because, you know, I saw I see some comments from even people I know and that I I mean I like his people or whatever they're fine people that are like oh Mr. Russell Brunson up there running click funnels you know thinking he's all blah blah I could run click funnels or you know put me in like you you have no no idea. idea you have no idea absolutely at all of what you're talking about the only reason Russell can run that the way that he does is because he was like he built it like he went and he he went through the phases of evolution and um you know there's it's a reason that companies that hire CEOs typically hire people that have already been CEOs or have had a CEO type role. Why? And they're not hiring from down lower. Why? Because you like you, they want to hire people that are ready for that place. And I think that's why it's so important to one of the things I think the biggest shift that I have learned is that when you yourself first level up, you figure out how to put the pieces together at that level. Right? And so if yep. you're struggling, you're like, Oh my gosh, I don't know how to scale in my business. Rather than looking at your business and as a, this is a general rule, obviously there's sometimes it is problems with your business. Like you got to fix things. for sure. But oftentimes it's if I turn that and make it internal and look at myself and I go, what things do I need to change about me? And then you make the shift. Then all of a sudden you see your business and specifically the problem that you're facing in a different light. And now rather than being like, Oh my gosh, I don't know how to do this. You go, Oh, now I know how to do this to this and things will explode and you'll get to the next level because your mind now knows how to figure it out. Now you know how to operate like that. I mean, Russell Brunson and I could look at the exact same problem and it could be a marketing problem, right? Well, how, why does Russell know how to fit the pieces together and make it work? Even if he had the exact same resources that I did? Well, because yep. he's done it because he himself has leveled up and become the person that knows how to view opportunity or view problems through that lens. And I think, you know, that's what, that's why
1: personal development mindset is so important. Yeah. I, uh, I couldn't have said it better, man. I totally agree.
0: Love it. Love it. Well, dude, I appreciate your time. Um, we're coming up on, on our time here. I, uh, what, what advice would you have to the person out there that is getting started that, um, you know, I don't know, maybe they're looking to do a course. Maybe they have an agency and they're thinking about doing a software They're They're in the early stages of, of entrepreneurship, one to three years, things like that. And they're, they're trying to find their thing. They're trying yeah. to find their thing. That's like, okay, like I know that I'm passionate about helping people or I know that I'm passionate about building businesses, but I just don't really know what I want to do yet. What what advice would you have for them um, to kind of take that next step of of figuring that out?
1: Yeah, so I, I think the first thing is re-listen to this interview and and think about like the, the your four things, right? Like what truly fulfills you? What truly gets you excited in, in the mornings? And like, because you're gonna quit if you don't. Like this is this is not easy. I, I I'm gonna be the first to tell you that building a business and and like leveling up, like. When you go from from a ten thousand dollar a month problems to a hundred to to a million, like it, it's not easy, and it doesn't get easier. It like it gets more taxing. You have more shit to worry about. So you've got to like truly understand what fulfills you, because yeah. you're gonna quit and you're not gonna enjoy it, and you're gonna be done in a year or two years if you aren't doing something that truly fulfills you at the end of the day. Like yeah. the reason you're not gonna quit this podcast is because it fulfills you. It gets yeah. you excited, right? And eventually this podcast will be the platform for you to grow a multi, multi multi-million dollar business that, you know, and it's just, it's going to explode because you're not going to quit because it fulfills you. So that's the very first thing that everyone has to understand is figure out what fulfills you. Like what are those four core boxes for yourself? And then take action. Like I started a Mandarin school in 2012, like I who. I don't, I've never been to China. Like, I don't know why I started a Mandarin school, but I did. And then I started a language app and then I started an agency and then I started Funnelytics and like, it's, it just take action. There is no right or wrong. Like life doesn't just start and end with this one idea that you've got. Like Mm. you're going to have a lot, you're going to keep doing things. You're going to keep pushing, but just like ClickFunnels started five years ago, but Russell started a potato gun dvd before and then he started other info products and all this other stuff right and like it led to click funnels eventually right yeah yeah. um so that's like know what fulfills you and then just take action just just do it like as long as it fulfills your boxes just do it just keep doing it and keep pushing you're gonna learn you're gonna get better and eventually you're gonna find that one thing that you're like hmm yeah i'm gonna keep pushing this one for a while
0: I love it. I love it. Dude, I really appreciate you taking the time to come on here. Where can people find out more about you, Funnalytics, stuff like that?
1: Yeah, uh, Funnalytics.io. If you want to sign up for our free mapping tool and play around with Funnalytics, so go over there, uh, head over to MikelDia.com if you want to learn more about running an agency and joining our our community called Funnel Momentum. We've got like 22,000 people in there. So uh, yeah, just check MikelDia.com and and Funnalytics.io. All right, man.
0: Well, dude, I really appreciate you taking the time to come on here. Guys, we're going to link um, both of those down below. Um, so you'll have them if you're watching on audio or video. Um, check those out. Go check off Analytics. It's an awesome software. Uh, I love it. Russell Brunson loves it enough to promote it to literally tens of thousands of people um, that will be you know, going through everything. So go through and check that out. Uh, all right, man. I got some rapid fire questions for you. we'd like to wrap up with here just to kind of make things interesting and get to know you a little bit better. Sound good? All right. I'm not ready, but let's do it. All right. First, they're easy until the very end. Then the last one's like this deep question. You're going to be like, holy crap, what are you asking? <laughs> um, <laughs> what's your
1: favorite airline to fly? Uh, Air Canada, I guess, but not really. They're all they will suck. Okay. They, uh,
0: but how, uh, what, like, what's your favorite one that you've flown on?
1: I mean, uh, uh, because I'm Canadian, I'm going to go with Air Canada. Go, Terrible, okay. I'm, a- I'm going to go with Air Canada. All right,
0: cool. Um, what's a bucket list item that you have not done yet in your life that you want to do?
1: Build, build a billion dollar company.
0: Billion dollar company channeling yep. your inner inner click funnels or in Russell there. All right. Um, billion dollar company. Uh, if you were to drop like uh, a quarter million bucks or a half a million bucks and like just splurge, um, what would you be spending that money on is it like, a are you a car guy? Do you have a favorite car that you want or a house person or like, where are you going to drop just a stupid amount of money on something?
1: Uh, and I'm I'm literally just, I'm You're not just being splurging. Smart with You're just splurging. You're not
0: being smart with it. Like someone writes you a check, they're like, "Here, it's a, here's a half million dollars. Like, go buy your dream car or your yeah, dream yeah, probably house, an Aston like, Martin. Oh, really? That that's yeah. what it'd be. All right, all right. I feel that. Um, if you ever had the ability to go to outer space, would you go to outer space? Huh. You you get to come back.
1: Yeah, probably, probably,
0: probably. You have to think it's about a, it though.
1: Yeah, I I'd have to think about it. I, <laughs> that's an interesting question. Um, probably how long is the trip a week yeah sure let's say yes like somebody would have to present me the offer and then i have to really think about it but then i probably would do it actually
0: nice nice all right if someone wanted to dream 100 you what uh what
1: type of gift would they get you or what are you into that's that's a that's a very good question um man uh, or or, or like yeah what like what are topics that you're
0: into or like things that give someone an idea
1: yeah, I, like anything related to business books uh, I, is is something that I'm always into. I mean, I, I love reading, so books. Let's throw, let's say books. Go with books. All right. Last question for you.
0: Fast forward to the end of your life. Now, keep in mind, we ask everybody on the podcast this, so everybody's faced with the same dilemma. So, fast forward to the end of your life. You're on your deathbed. All your influence, money, success, it's all gone. However, every single person that you have touched and impacted in your life, either directly or indirectly, you get to leave them with one final message. What is that message?
1: Don't, don't follow what everybody else tells you. Don't, don't let the world dictate what you do with your life. And don't assume that because society or, or the people around you say that this is how it's supposed to be or um, they've kind of done it a specific way, that that's the way that it needs to be done. Think different. Think beyond that, yeah, Apple. I like, I like that. I like yeah. that.
0: All right, man. Hey, thank you so much for your time. I really, really appreciate it. Mikel. Um, Mikkel? Mikheel, what's how's it Mikkel. Pronounced? Mikkel. I got it right the first time. Look at that. Guys, yeah. I will get it down sometime. I'm on the worst with names. Uh, Mikkel, man, I appreciate your time. Thanks so much for coming on.
1: Yeah, man. I appreciate you. Thank you very much for having me. All
0: right, guys. As always, hustle, hustle. God bless. Do not be afraid to think different because those of us that think different are going to be the ones that change the world. I love you all. And I will see you guys on the next episode. All of Mikkel's stuff is down below. Check him out. And we will see you guys next time. Take it easy, fam. Peace.